0: Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans teaching again today. We're still in chapter 1, and I encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Avail yourself to all the other teachings there. We're presently teaching on the book of Galatians as well, and there is a teaching of Ephesians there and uh, that we did a year ago. It took a year to get through it, and all our worship services are being uploaded to that. YouTube channel and again, that's Chris Hutchinson 316. Avail yourself to that. Our website is three, uh, uh, I'm sorry, thecrosswaychurch.com, and our physical address here at Crossway Church is six ten highway fifty nine. Queen City, Texas, 75572. And I give that physical address. So for those of you in our region looking for a church, you can find us. And those of you who are scared of the internet when it comes to your giving and financial support of this ministry, you can mail to that physical address. And again, that is 610 Highway 59, Queen City, Texas, 75572. God bless you today for tuning in. And I know that God's going to minister to our hearts today in this first chapter of this letter to Roman Church, and also it's also our letter. It's the Word of God, and so last week we left off talking about Paul here in this first chapter of Romans, writing to the church there, already saved, spirit field believers. Let me say that again. He's writing to spirit field, born again, spirit field, already saved, on their way to heaven, believers. Writing to saved people. And he tells them, I can't wait to get to you that I might have fruit among you to impart a spiritual gift to you. And then he tells them how he plans on having that fruit among them, how he plans on imparting that spiritual gift to them, how he plans on having a a being comforted with them by mutual faith. And he tells them it's by preaching the gospel to them. Think about that. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not just for the lost to be saved, But the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God to us who are saved. Amen. So that we can live saved. Why why, why why does it have to be that way? If we move our faith from the gospel, the hope that's in the gospel, the righteousness that's in the gospel, the salvation that comes through the gospel, if we move our faith from that, then we move ourselves from the place God can work. We move ourselves from the power of God. And then, my friends, that's when we start making up things uh, to have to fake it till we make it. But you know what? The power is in the gospel. Let's read this this morning. Paul says in verse 14, I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you at Rome, also. Now, now, think about that. That that is that is to the church. Most of the church today, that is brand new. That thought that I still need the message of the cross. I remember in two thousand two, the first time I heard the message of the cross after years of being in a church, Spirit filled church never never preaching on the, the gospel, always, just always something different, something new, something American, has to be new, something that we've never heard. Have to give the people something they've never heard. Listen, God is only giving that which He's always spoken. Hallelujah. He's just building upon that. He's building His church on the revelation of Jesus Christ that only comes through our faith in the cross the gospel so you know it's it's a new thought today for the church as a whole that we still need as born again spirit-filled people the message of the cross if we want the power of God we will have our faith in the cross and what enables us to keep our faith in the cross is the preaching of the cross All the things that are being preached today, if they're without the focus of the cross, there is no power in those things, even though they are biblical. There's no power in what's biblical unless it's seen through eyes and faith in the blood of Jesus. There's no power in the Word of God unless it's grabbed a hold of by faith, by hearing. And listen to me today. Listen very carefully. You cannot separate The faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17, from the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us. That's one and the same faith. Because when faith comes, it overcomes. Because it's the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself, overcame for us at Calvary. And I guess where we've been as a church for many hundred, long hundreds of years, probably 2,000, is that we think we get in by the cross, by the blood of Jesus. If we're saved, I mean everybody else is lost that thinks they get in any other way. But those of us who are truly saved, who know that we come into the church, into the body of Christ, born again and, and experience salvation, by simple faith in the blood of Jesus, His death for our sins, the atonement of our sins for our forgiveness and a brand new life. In the back of our minds, without even knowing it, I guess we think that we come in by that way, and then we have to work for it, do the best we can the rest of the time. Well, that's not the way it's ever been with God. If the Lord Jesus Christ wouldn't have showed us all throughout the Old Testament, man would have never made it through the Old Testament not Moses, not Joseph, not Abram not any of them without the Lord's intervention himself man cannot make it so we cannot make it today the New Testament says the writings in the Bible tell us that Jesus is the mediator of the New Testament he had to be raised from the dead he had to come alive again to mediate this new covenant that he provided through his blood Without Him, we can't experience what He provided for us and offers us daily, freely to have. And the only avenue by which it comes is the cross of Christ, initially, daily. Think about this. Faith that comes by hearing is the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave Himself for us. Paul wrote in Galatians 2.20, that's the faith we live by. So we can't just get up and preach any old thing out of the Bible and you know all of God's word is truth but it, but is your preacher you your Bible study to it to Calvary. If you're not, you're not listening to the Holy Spirit because that's what he's going to do. The Bible cannot be our applicable truth without going through the one who said I am the truth and what he did to become our truth. And again, I'm not talking about initially get us to the kingdom. When I open my Bible today it must be what I'm reading, what I'm studying, what I'm having given to me in a teaching or preaching must be going through the sacrifice of Christ or it will be altered. It will be out of context. And my friend, listen, if it's out of context, then faith can't come. Oh, I might jump up and get excited because I read the Bible this morning. I might be excited because I feel good this morning. If it's not faith that comes and it can't except in a righteous avenue because all the words of God's mouth are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. And truth, Proverbs twelve seventeen is the only avenue that reveals that righteousness. Hallelujah. Watch this now. Paul tells the church in Rome, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. That means I've not, I've not grown ashamed of it. That's still what I'm trying to get to you to preach. That's still what I'm trying to get there. I'm praying, God, get me there that I might preach to you already saved people the gospel of Jesus Christ. Watch this. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Verse 17 starts out with that three-letter word. We're learning F-O-R means because. So let's back up. To everyone that believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek because, this is why I'm not ashamed of it, because therein is the righteousness that God revealed from faith to faith. It is written, the just shall live by faith. And here's the confirmation of what I said. Paul wrote to the church in Galatia, Galatians 2.20 and said the life we now live, we live by the faith. Of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Do you see that? The avenue by which that comes is through the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. The righteousness of God has to be revealed for it to be... The righteousness of God being revealed is proof that it is the truth being offered. Proverbs 12, 17, we quote it all the time. He that speaks truth shows forth the righteousness of God. But a false witness, deceit. What is deceit? Someone using God's Word to try to present something that appears to be right. He makes it sound right, but it's deceitful. It's wrong. It's God's Word, which is right. God's Word is right. But if we present it wrong out of its righteous context... God is opposing that. God will not work in that. Only our flesh will work, be at work and consuming us and and, and listen, if we're sowing to the flesh, we will reap corruption. And I know a lot of people are deceived thinking that they're, they're in this movement, they're in that movement, but God's not in those movements. God's in one movement and that's the moving and Operation is Holy Spirit, who is bound to only give us the truth, to only impart the truth, to only work in the truth. Psalms 33:4 The Word of the Lord is right, and all His works are done in truth. Think about that. It has to be the truth because truth is what reveals the righteousness. So, truth is equivalent to the gospel. That means if all God's Word is truth, then all God's Word must be seen through eyes that, that look through the blood of Jesus, the death of Jesus, the cross of Christ, hallelujah, the gospel. Because then and only then can God's Word, which He says every word He's ever spoken in righteousness, be seen and received by us by faith. And that faith, my friend, will bring forth the victory you're looking for. Day by day, faith to faith, from today's faith, from if we're here tomorrow, faith that faith. But it also means, listen carefully, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, from the faith of the Son of God to our faith, that God calls the faith of the Son of God by we live. Jesus had to live by grace through faith first. Now we can live by grace through faith, but it's His faith and His grace. That's why Peter wrote, we must grow in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's His knowledge. It's His grace. It's what God did in him. the knowledge revealed only in Him the grace revealed only through Him hallelujah that's why the gospel holds the power for initial salvation daily growth and sanctification what a mighty God we served to let us know I did it all for you I sent my son I gave you for you. You didn't have to die for yourself. I gave my son to die in your place to be the atonement, the propitiation for your sins. He did the work. He finished the work. That is how much I love you. Because you couldn't do that. You couldn't pay the price. You were a wicked, lost person and w- good fruits and good things cannot come from a wicked tree. Jesus taught that. A bad, wicked tree cannot produce good fruit. Hallelujah. Think about that. And every human being that's ever been born into this life on this planet through the conception of a man and woman, which excludes Jesus. He was born of a virgin. Every person that's ever been born of a man and a woman has been born into wickedness, sin, separated from God. No answer. We can't fix it because we're wicked and nothing good can come from a wicked tree. And that's the way God says it. Even the people who are lost, the things that appear they're doing good. God doesn't say that they're good. God says that thing they do is wicked because they're doing it from self-motivation selfishness. They're doing it to be seen. Even those that appear to have some outward humility humility is only found legitimate for God through faith in the cross because God gives grace to the humble but the only people God give grace to are those who find the truth. Colossians 1, 5 and 6. Truth is a man named Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Think about that. Humility is not being cowered down and opening doors for people and saying yes ma'am and no ma'am, yes sir and no sir. Praise God for the politeness of people. My dad taught me to do that and I thank God for that. But that's not humility. Humility gets grace. And grace only flows through faith in the cross. Therefore, true biblical humility is uh, uh, turning away from uh, uh, my own self that believes I can get to God through something other than Christ and what He did it. Calvary. Uh, Humility says, God, I come to you even as a child of God, knowing that I cannot even approach your throne as a child of God, unless my faith is in the blood still today. If I move my faith from the blood of Christ to the words I speak or to something I do, do you know, my friend, I cannot even approach the throne of God. Tears can't get me to the throne of God. A broken heart can't get me to the throne of God. All the problems piled up on my head can't get me to the throne of God. But the blood of Jesus gets me to the throne of God. When I acknowledge that it's the blood of Christ that allows me access to God. It's the blood of Christ that allows me access to the mercy and the grace that I need. And it's only coming to Christ through faith in His cross that produces and makes the humility AND THE DENIAL OF MYSELF, BIBLICAL AND RIGHT, THAT GOD WILL HONOR AND GIVE ME GRACE. AND WHAT DOES THAT MEAN? GOD MOVES IN AND GOD GOES TO WORK BECAUSE GRACE IS GOD AT WORK DOING SOMETHING IN MY LIFE. I CAN'T DO MYSELF THAT I NEED DONE, THAT I DON'T DESERVE TO HAVE DONE. AND I NEED GOD'S GRACE EVERY DAY, I NEED GOD'S MERCY EVERY DAY, of God in my life every day just as you do but it's not me doing things that gets the power of God. It's me believing in the gospel that I find the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit at work in my life. Somebody said amen, hallelujah. Paul says because I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone Believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I'm not ashamed of the power of, of, of the gospel because it is the power of God. I'm not going to be ashamed of the power of God. I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel because in it I have found the power of God. And let me tell you something, those today who are coming back to faith in the cross, they're leaving their churches, they're leaving their pastors, they're leaving them because they're hearing the gospel, but they won't turn back to it. They're still in their purpose driven, their walk of Emmaus, their confessing word. And all, listen, it's okay. To have programs and events in your church as long as that's not what your faith is in. But it's obvious. Through the years programs have come about that have distracted us from the cross and we have begin to teach people that if you'll do this, God will. If you'll do that, God will. And that's laying laws down for people. It's not the gospel. Listen, it's very simple. Trust in Christ and what He did at Calvary and believe. You will live. Believe in the gospel. You will be saved. You can live saved. Have the Spirit God, working in your life every, every single day, bringing the fruit of the Holy Spirit, growing you up in the things of God. Without that, you cannot grow. Doing things does not grow us. Doing things did not save us. It's the gospel that saved us. the gospel that has the power of God to save and to keep. Hallelujah. Amen. We're kept by the power of God through faith. 1 Peter 1.5, we're kept, the children of God are kept by the power of God through faith. That's the faith we live by and kept by, the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave Himself for us. If it's not faith in the cross, faith in anything else can't keep you. Can't keep you. Can't sanctify you. Can't bring the power of God anymore. That's why there are preachers coming back to the word of god in its righteous context you know for too long maybe you're listening to this message today and you're a pastor and for too long you've been hearing the message of the cross and you've not understood it and all you've done to this point is call it some man's message some and you call the man's last name and you accredit the gospel to him listen it's not some man's personalized message and as pre- preachers and pastors we don't need something that somebody else don't have to come Our own that can make our name great. That's not what the gospel's about. The gospel is about making the name of Jesus known, for it is the greatest name that's ever existed, a name that is above every name, and the gospel only brings the the knowledge of that name, gives us the power of that name when we believe in that name. And listen, it's not about him, him, his gospel or his. Listen, it's all of our gospel if we will believe in. Trust in it, share it, preach it, teach it. It's God's Word. Every verse in the Bible has to flow through the blood or it's out of God's righteous context and God is resisting us. And as a pastor, that's good news to know that. Hallelujah. That's good news. I don't have to wonder anymore why the people of God, why my congregation is 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 just sitting there asleep and not getting it. Because if they're hearing the truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ, they're either waking up through repentance and coming back to the gospel, faith in the cross of Christ, or they're in rejection and rebellion and soon they will even leave the church because this message draws people closer or it drives people away. It's soft the heart or it hardens the heart but it's the one message that does it when people get up and leave our churches that do not like the message of the cross it's because they don't like the intimacy that this message brings about they don't like the closeness and the reality of the presence of God and the and the calling of God to sanctification, the application of God's word. For too long the church just gathers and hears somebody behind a sacred desk harping and hollowing and telling stories and trying to motivate people, but the message of the cross is the message of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the Son and the Lamb of Almighty God, that will draw you near. Ephesians 2.13, we've been made nigh, brought nigh by the blood of Christ. It continues to draw us nearer and nearer to God. We sing the songs, oh, keep me near the cross, draw me down to thee, O God. But then we reject the message of the cross, the only avenue by which God drew us near initially and continues to draw us near. This message... It's what keeps us. It is the power of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And folks who get up and leave, no matter what excuse they give, it's because there's something in their lives they're just not willing to repent of and the Holy Spirit is convicting. They may be mad at the preacher or say they don't like the music or they don't like the time start or they don't like what's going on with this or that, but it is a moral issue in their heart. So preacher, keep preaching the message the cross because if they're ever going to be drawn by God the Holy Ghost, it will be by the power of God that is only revealed in the gospel. Hallelujah. Glorious King of kings and Lord of lords, let us preach His name forever for in this message the righteousness of God is found which means the only avenue and place that our faith can be legitimate and life can be experienced. Let's look over at Rome. 8, 8, and I believe verse 9 or 10, something profound, recently seen. Verse 10, Romans chapter 8, Paul tells the church, he says, And if Christ be in you, that means those of you who are saved, since He's in you that are saved, the body is dead. Hallelujah. Because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. I hope you'd write that down if you don't have your Bible. I hope you'd go look at that. The body is dead. The body was crucified. The flesh was crucified at the cross with Christ. We were crucified with Christ. The old man put to death. We had to die to be born again. This person of Curtis who I was before I was saved could never make it to heaven, could never do a good work, could never be right with God. I had to die and Christ did that for me. He represented me. He died the death for me in representation. Hallelujah. And that's how by my faith I'm crucified with Him and this body is dead because of sin but the spirit that lives forever. Hallelujah. The spirit that lives forever. Our spirit that will be somewhere forever. Now we have eternal because of righteousness because faith was placed in the death of Jesus. And there we were crucified with Him and the body is dead because of sin. The, the Spirit now is life because of righteousness. You see, the avenue of God's Word being true to us is the righteous avenue. And we needed that status to be right with God. He that knew no sin was made the sin offering that you and I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. It's the the avenue of righteousness. Jesus and the work He did. Taking our place, our sin upon Him that we might have His righteousness being made the righteousness of God in Him. He is the truth revealed at Calvary. The offer of God's righteousness. Hallelujah. When the truth is presented, righteousness is revealed. Therefore, when our faith is in the truth, we're hearing God in its righteous context. Remember, every word God has ever spoken is in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. That means it's always been based on the work He would do at Calvary. For without Jesus and His work at Calvary... There does not exist any righteousness for you and me. Jesus was made unto us righteousness. 1 Corinthians 1 and 30. We didn't work for it. He was made unto us righteousness. We couldn't earn it. He was made unto us righteousness. We don't deserve it. He was made unto us righteousness through His work at Calvary. And I quoted the scripture to you, 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. Take these notes. Write these things down. Let the Holy Spirit, who is truth, who is only going to reveal truth to you, when believed as truth, the Word of God, He will impart this truth to you and begin to bring you the liberty and the strength that only the truth, the power of the gospel, can bring to you. Only the gospel can bring to you initial salvation and Daily sanctification. Nothing else. The Holy the, the Holy Spirit baptism, being baptized with the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in other tongues that's forever believer, that is for the work of the ministry. But even though you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, if you don't understand the powers in the gospel and that God only works in the truth, it don't matter how long you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter how long you've been speaking in other tongues you're not going to have the power of God for ministry. You're not going to have the power of God for living the life of victory over sin where sin can't dominate you. It will not be there. It cannot happen outside of faith in the gospel. I don't care what your past experiences were, my friend. You better hang to the Word of God and let God's Word triumph over any experience you've had. We can have real experiences they be really wrong. I know what I'm talking about. Every person on the planet has thought they smelled something because they thought about something. Your mind is a powerful entity Entity that God gave us. Our minds are powerful. I've thought about lemon pie and smelled it before. I've thought I heard something before it sent me in a direction and I didn't even hear it. I'm telling you, your mind is a powerful thing that can have you in false Doctrine and <clears throat> have you experiencing some power there, but it is false doctrine and it is not the power of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, would reveal truth. Truth is who Jesus is and what He did at Calvary. And you might say, well, no, the Word of God is truth, and you're absolutely right, but Jesus said the Word of God is about Him. The Scriptures are pertaining to Him. You search <coughs> the Scriptures for you think. They have life for you in them. But they are they which testify of me. There in that scripture, in Jesus saying that, let us know that all scripture must pass through him. Not that we must pass through him to get saved and then everything just goes. No, every jot and every tittle must pass through him. Again, every word God has ever spoken, he says in Proverbs 8 and 8, is in righteousness. That means it must pass through Christ and what He did at Calvary for us to have the the understanding the Holy Spirit wants us to have. You don't ever need to forget that. That right there, the acceptance of that truth, the reality of what I just said will be enough that you you don't listen. If you're waiting on God to say, get up and get out of that church, you may never hear that, but when you hear the truth, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you that you are not hearing that where you are. And you have to get up and get out. What do you think God did to get Abraham up and out of Ur of the Chaldees? The Bible doesn't really tell us, but I believe there was a conviction in the heart of Abram that made Abram all of a sudden realize, man, we're making rocks and people are kissing them and worshiping them, worshiping them. Something's not right here because even a lost man can see the stupidity of that, unless there's a great deception and a real. Power, but a really wrong power there fully, uh, deceiving me so you need to wake up today you need to understand that Paul wasn't ashamed of the gospel couldn't wait to get to Rome to preach it and already saved people because in it the righteousness of God is revealed that takes us from faith to faith and my friend that's what we need to be found doing going from faith to faith I can't wait for the next broadcast Stay tuned. Check often. Once or twice a week, we upload these teachings to my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Avail yourself to them. God bless you. We love you. And until next time, stay determined.